Oh, here we are. Welcome back. <laughs> oh! Welcome back, y'all, to the Soul Smooth Podcast. I am your host, Mason King. It's been, if I can look right now, September 24th. So it's been almost exactly five months. Uh, five months. I am not going to start off with an apology. So what I mean by is I'm not sorry. I was taking time because I really had hit a roadblock when it came to graduating early, trying to find a job, balancing just my own mental space. The podcast was pretty much caught in the crossfire. But I do want to apologize for those who did look forward to the weekly podcast, to the information, to the Bible scriptures, to my shared experiences, whatever. You talk about putting out a product and then you don't deliver on the product. Uh, so I just want to preface that first and apologize to everybody um, who did look forward to my podcast. But Today, we are going to be doing a bit of a different one. We're going to be talking about being a young adult. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about being a young adult in any space, whether you're in school or out of school, whatever. But I do want to obviously have the scripture of the week. And it says in Hebrews 13 and 16, and don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. Don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. If you don't understand, no, I'm playing. <laughs> Pretty much straightforward. What I got from that is, bro, give to others. God is looking for us to be selfish. He's looking for us to show the love of Christ. He's looking for us to be a a, a great example of what his love truly is, the agape form of love, the unconditional, everlasting love that God possesses. And through acts of selflessness and kindness, we can show God through ourselves. So boom, right? Now, to talk about the topic of today, we're going to be talking about being a young adult. Um, In a sense, I wanted to kind of focus on the fact of mindset shift. And what I mean by that is, and this is um just a preference, uh, not preference, just a preface. I think it's preference or preface. Pretty much to give a a warning beforehand. Um, this is not me saying that people who are in certain positions are above anybody, or people in different positions are below anybody. This is not what I'm saying. Like even for my, even for my friends in school. You know what I'm saying? For those who do listen that do go to Winston, who are still in school, this is not like, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the difference between our situations when it comes to thinking about things and different points in your life. So what I mean by that is an example of someone who is, someone who had a baby at 16, right? They're going to think differently than someone who had a baby at 25 because same experience, almost kind of different time frame. That person who had a baby at 16 might be more mature than the person at 25 simply because they've been in a situation before someone else. 
if that makes sense what I'm saying. So what I'm talking about being a young adult is everyone's in different places in their lives when it comes to like that that 18, sometimes even 17, but that 18 and like 24 range, almost nobody is living the same exact way. My example is, as I mentioned way back ago, um, I graduated early. I graduated at 20. And when I was transitioning out of college, I was already changing the way I thought. You know, I couldn't I couldn't make excuses anymore. I couldn't go through the day like, oh, uh, I'm not going to do this today. I'm not going to do that today. And I'll do it later. And it's like, no, because, you know, when you're in, when you're in school or when you're doing doing different things in your life, you try to judge importance of things. But when you enter young adulthood, it's like almost everything is important and everything you have to get done. I'm really trying to break down what I'm saying before I get into it, because I don't want to make it seem like anybody isn't doing something or nobody's mature when they hear this. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to just explain the difference between examples of being somewhere and someone not and you not being where somebody else is. You know what I'm saying? So to start the topic off, um, we are going to be talking about when it comes to finances, right? I've talked about money a little bit beforehand on the podcast, but I kind of want to go deeper into it when it comes to mindset level when you're financing your money. Let's use the example of college. Can't lie to you. I spent money almost like frugally in college until like a few months of my last year. Like if I got a refund check, it's gone. Like you feel me? It's gone pretty much within that semester. If it was like a sizable refund check, it was gone. You know, and it's because I was really taking for granted the facilities at school. Now, I do not like the calf. Uh, Y'all can send this to the chancellor. I don't care. (laughs) I do not like the calf. I believe the calf is not the place to eat. But I would spend money because I would think to myself, well, I still got the calf. (laughs) If I spend $40 on food in two days, I still got the calf if I'm hungry. You know, and it's like when I'm thinking about that now, if I spend forty dollars in two days on food, I'm in my bed like I'm cooked. I'm cooked. I can't make that back. I'm going to go hungry. You feel me? Like I have to think about stuff like that. I was taking for granted um just the whole aspect of spending money on food, right? And it's different when you become a young adult in college or out of college. You have to start thinking about your finances long term. If you were in a you know, if you were in a position where you live with somebody or a family member or a friend, sometimes you didn't have to think about not going without. And if you did, there's always one thing that you could count on to be there. But someone was taking care of that. Now, in a special case where you're taking care of yourself, I commend you for it. Truly. People who raise themselves have a different level of respect from me, not in a sense of like, oh, they're better than somebody. But it's like, I know for a fact that they're going to get done what they need to get done because they've been doing what they need to get done their entire lives, right? They're they're different. They're, they cut from a different cloth. They're not even from the same pasture. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even though we are all God's sheep, amen. But I am saying that 
people who spend money without thinking a second thought usually might come from situations where they've never had to think of that second thought. And I was an example of that being in school. I was spending money on food or gas because I'm thinking to myself, oh, I can just eat at the calf when the calf might be closed one day or the food might not be good one day. But I'm thinking I can fall back onto something. So when I talk about finances, it's about planning ahead as a young adult, right? I got to plan ahead now. Now, am I swimming in money? No. No, I'm not. No. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I am not swimming in money. I'm going to be honest. It's just the fact that I had to think about what I do have and what is going to be important for me to keep until that later date when I might need it, if that makes sense. Like in, pretty much in a sense, an emergency fund. Now, my emergency fund, I believe at my age, so if I'm I'm 21, oh yeah, I turned my birthday was <laughs> like two months ago. But I'm 21. If I if I feel like a decent emergency fund is my number and you don't, that's okay. At my age I'm at right now, I believe you should have at least $1,000 set aside for anything. Like, for anything. It doesn't matter if it's car-related, health-related, someone else emergency-related, because I count those as emergencies as well when I'm in a position to give a decent amount of money to someone who, like, truly, seriously, like, on their last dollar needs it. Not like a, and I'm being serious, not in a case like, oh man, I'm hungry, but they just spent a hundred or, you know what I'm saying, a hundred or seventy dollars yesterday. You should have been thinking about your food today, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Like a real serious emergency where someone just needs that extra help, right? I believe that's also can be a use for an emergency fund, at least in my life. But yeah, like not if it's car related, health related, family related, personal related, personal achievement related, like some things cost a lot of money, right? Some things cost a lot of money and you might not always have it. So an emergency could be getting a certain medication or passing a certain, like I would use my, if I was in a nursing program and I had to take that test and buy all that stuff, I would use my emergency fund for that if I was in a nursing program because I know that if I really need to, uh, join an online class or buy a certain book or or pay for a certain test to get a certain certification, but I just couldn't use the money I have right now, I would use that money because I know long-term it's going to be important. You know, I'm hopefully I pass the test, but that's what I'm saying. Your definition of emergency is not going to be the same as others or the same as mine. So it's all about just preparing ahead. When it comes to dating, I'm going to use the example of, because it's the most recent one I have, of me being in school compared to other people I know being in school. If I'm to say this in a respectful way, I think it's dumb how people say to have fun in college when it comes to relationships. Because if you put in the idea of a young mind that when they go into college or enter in the younger years of their life, not even college, they enter in the younger years of their life and give them the idea 
that it is appropriate to just spend so much time getting to know people just to have fun. In some cases, if you are participating in more intimate activities, I believe that is not right as well. If you're safe, I'm glad you're safe. But you're dedicating your time and even your body in some cases to someone that you're not even serious about. You're 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 going with this young mindset of people like, oh, yeah, have fun in your 20s, uh, you know, explore, you know, uh, find new things you like, find new people you like, you know, try to really go through a, a, a string of dating to know what you want and don't want. You don't need five boyfriends to know what you want and what you don't want. You don't need, if we're being real, six, seven girls that you're talking to. If I'm just being real with my fellas, you're not even cuffing. You're just talking to them. You don't need six or seven girls that you're talking to to know what you want. To know what you want is an inner decision, an inner discovery. You know what you have likes and dislikes. You know what you don't want people to say to you. You know what you do want people to say to you. You know how you want to be treated. Everyone's big on love languages. You know what your love language is, right? You know what it is. But you feel like, oh, yeah, I learned from this experience that, you know, this is not right for me. And that's possible. You can find new things about yourself. But you just keep going through girl, keep going through guy over and over. And it's because people tell you, have fun in your 20s. Talk to whoever you want in your 20s when you don't need to do that. For me, I'm definitely a settled down man. I'm a settled down man. I am very open to settling down because I believe that if I'm dating you, I'm going to marry you. That's just how I was raised. That's what I believe. I just think that when people put in the idea to young adults that when it comes to relationships, you can just have fun, have fun, have fun. You forget to be serious and you allow those overwhelming thoughts of, oh, well, this person just wasn't the one for me. When, in my opinion, you went too fast, they went too fast because they also believe that you just have fun in your 20s. Like, it's okay to explore and to date people, but don't have the idea, oh, let me just have fun in my 20s as the forefront motive for an excuse of your next talking stage or why one didn't work out or why you're just taking one slightly serious. Because that can just come back to bite you. I don't want people to feel like they are being um pulled in so many different directions because they went in so many different directions. You know, I don't I don't want someone to feel that way. And it's possible to to get lost in the whole idea of have fun in your 20s when it comes to dating because that's what we're told growing up. People say, "Oh, don't get in a relationship in college." You can. You can get in a relationship in college. You don't have to go through 4 to possibly 6 years of not being locked down just because someone told you to or because, you know, I also, okay, this is one thing too. This might hurt some feelings. It might, maybe, possibly. But just because somebody might be attracted to you when you're in a relationship doesn't mean it's a bad thing. If I think that a young lady is attractive, am I going to say it out loud? More than likely not because I have a girlfriend. And more than likely she's right beside me. But you have to think to yourself, it's all about what you do with those thoughts, right? People might think, dang, bro, I got locked down too soon. She bad, she bad, she bad. Okay, yes, beautiful women are all over the world. But what about your woman? You know, 
What is that woman that you're looking at that you might be possibly lusting over? What is she actually going to provide for you that your girlfriend currently already possibly provides for you? And that's why I think the breakdown comes when people feel like they're locked down or they're or they're suffering with their partner. And it's because sometimes you can get out of the out of the state of mind that what they're providing for you is more important than what looks will ever be in the lifetime. So I want to talk about that because I've experienced that where it's like you might you might find a woman attractive. Like I've talked to a girl before and I've seen, you know, more attraction from more attraction from other girls or I've noticed more girls who look good. And that's a real situation. There are real there are real experiences where you'd be like, dang, I really wanted her. And it's like, oh, but this other girl looks good. But then I had to remind myself, why did I start talking to the girl I'm talking to right now? Not right now. I'm <laughs> we go we in the past. We in the history. But why would I start talking to another girl when I already found attraction and spiritual attraction to the girl that I'm talking to now because she does this for me. She does this for me. She says this to me. She spends time with me, how I would like to be, to be spent time with. But just because someone else looks good, I'm thinking, dang, should I talk to her? No, that's not even, there's no, there's no foundation for that to even work. Just because you think another person looks good, you like, dang, I should have went after him. I should have went after her when that's not the case. Because the person you're with right now is possibly, hopefully, supplying the needs you already have, regardless of how you look or how they look. Because more times than not, people can say all they want. Oh, I'm all about my man. I'm all about my girl. You think a celebrity, you think someone else might be attractive. Not attractive to where you would go after them, but you have to, we are given the ability to notice God's beauty in everything. And God made everyone in his image. So someone is going to be attractive to someone, whether they're in a relationship or not. It's like the whole um, free cheat card that people do with, with celebrities. Like, oh, yeah, if Idris Elba, if he ever came to my front door, my husband said that I could go on a date with him. What? You're literally saying that you find Idris Elba attractive when you have an entire husband. And that's what I'm trying to explain. It's okay to find an attraction to people. People look good. But it's what you do with those thoughts. First off, how long you let them linger. Because they can just be like, oh, she looks nice. And then move on. But some people be like, oh, she looks nice. Oh, dang, she got this. She got that. And that's when you're overanalyzing. And that's when it becomes an issue. Because you're with someone. You're in a committed relationship. You should just notice someone's beauty or someone's, um, you know, handsomeness, whatever, and move on like that same second. Like, oh, he looks cute. And then move on because it's a real thought, but it depends on what you do with that thought. So that's why I say when it comes to dating when you're a young adult, because people give the idea that you need to be so free and, and not held down when it's possible to be held down because held down is. It's just being in a committed relationship. You're not held down. Held down is like someone is pushing you and holding you down. Held down? No, you're in a committed relationship. And it's okay to be in one when you're young. 
It is. Now, how far you go with it or how fast it goes, that's up to you. But it's okay to be a one person in your early 20s. It's okay. And now I also want to talk about um, idea of fun, right? In my case, my ideal version of fun is spending time with people. We don't got to be nowhere. We don't got to do nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, we could travel if we want, but we don't got to do nothing. We can just chill and talk. Some people feel like you have to be doing an activity. And it's that transition from if you did live a life of just being on go, having fun, which is fine. Like, I like to be on go. But my ideal version of fun is just being with somebody or friends, just chilling, hanging out. I think that when you take into the equation that people are given the opportunity just to have all the fun in the world when you're a young adult because you're fresh out in the world, there's more things you can do that are legal now to you because of your age. People feel like to have fun, you have to do those things when you need to find your own version of fun. Your own version of fun could be just going on a walk with somebody or your version of fun could just be playing video games with somebody. Your version of fun could literally just be by yourself going to a coffee shop and it's fun to you. You enjoy it. It's pleasurable. Like we look at what other people are doing, going out, hanging with a bunch of people, traveling. And it's like, dang, that's that's what I should be doing right now. That's fun. It's okay to want to do something, but when you feel like you have to do something because somebody else is doing something, that's when it becomes an issue. Because then you're starting to feel like you're not going to have fun in your life if you don't travel, if you don't X, Y, and Z, if you don't try this. Some people live great lives and possibly might never leave the country. But with social media now, People feel like if they're not traveling, they're not having fun. And I encourage people to travel because it's not a bad experience. But don't travel because you feel like you're supposed to be traveling. Because <laughs> not only are you going to start wasting money, but you're going to be spending time in places that you feel like you were, you were supposed to be to experience something that you might not even experience. And that's why I feel like with the whole traveling thing, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's cool. But am I pressed to travel? Not entirely. I want to go to a couple places, but I'm not pressed to travel because I feel like because I'm young and I'm tw- and I'm 21 and I got the time all the time in the world. We do not know when Jesus Christ is coming back, so we don't know how much time we got in the world. And it's like, oh, live it to the fullest. Okay, cool. But for me, I don't feel like I need to travel to live my life to the fullest. I don't feel like I need to to experience a, a certain scenario to have fun or or to feel like I'm you know living out my 20s. I don't want to have war stories, you know what I'm saying, telling my kids. I want to tell my kids how I live my young life because it's all an individual experience. To fully wrap up, just this quick little uh uh-uh, you feel me? Uh, I do want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank everyone just for being, uh, because I have still received messages, people saying bring it back. People being like, hey, I listened to your episode the other day. And it's like, you know, it really does warm my heart because I know that I love talking. And it's nice to know that the words I'm sharing are not only fun for people, 
Um, some people might, you know, get something from it. Some people might feel like uh, I'm relatable in a sense because uh, I do come from a very uh, unique-minded, like be-yourself kind of mind mindset because that's what I believe is the only way you're going to truly have fun in life is when you just be yourself regardless of if people come with you or not because the people who are supposed to come with you will come with you. And people feel like because they're not living a certain life, they're not going to have friends when you're going to find friends wherever you are, especially if you go after it and be yourself and chase the people that you feel like are going to really truly be your friend. The friends will come. Uh, so I just really appreciate everybody um, just supporting the podcast some people tell me, oh, you should try, you, you should make money off it. You should try to be serious about it. If the money comes, it comes. But I do this for fun. And it's really been hurting me because I haven't been recording in five months. And I don't want to go through that again. Also, it's a little bit difficult to record because my family be home and I talk loud and I talk for a while and they know I make a podcast. So. Can I say it's sometimes embarrassing? Yes. <laughs> like, if my mom hears this, she'll be like, Macy, you don't got to be embarrassed. I, I I won't open the door. It's fine. Uh, but she be at the door with her ear to the door, hearing what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? So I just be, yeah, I just be, I be in my own world. But I'm going to try to record more uh, just because I do enjoy it. And I have free time and it's a great experience for me. Uh, but yeah, I just thank you for everyone who's been tuning in, everyone who, who is just supporting me, especially in, you know, the recent months of my life. Uh, cause I mean, it's been a lot since the year started. Um, but yeah, I'm just thankful for everybody. Uh, but thank you for listening and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.